Amen, amen. Man, we're going to jump right in. It is good to see all these smiling faces this morning, man. That's good. And the AC is pumping and we are blessed. I'm going to just jump right on into the message. And it's still coming out, man. That's good stuff. So I want to know, have y'all ever heard this saying before? Uh, you know, make sure that every T is crossed and every I is dotted. Some people say every I is dotted, T is crossed. Everybody like cross first. Is that all right? Have you heard that? What does that mean to you? It means you better have it together, right? It means you want to make sure everything's right. Man, you want to have it right, right on the money and stuff. And a lot of times when we're talking about things like this, I like to correlate it to our salvation, our life, what God's doing in our life. And I can tell you this week has been uh, quite a week for hospital visits and, and changes and things like that. So I get to talk to a lot of folks um, about, hey, what I always ask them is, if you die today, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? Because we want everybody to know. Not just hope so or maybe or whatever. You can know when you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and you ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sins. That's the deal. And so we're going to be preaching from that standpoint today. But, you know, we always preach on that because that's the saving message of Jesus Christ. Anybody agree with that? And everybody said amen, right? So a lot of times we think about this when I ask a question like this. We start thinking about, um, you know, what does it mean? And I'll go back to this, you know. I know my dad said, boy, you better make, you have, make sure you got every T crossed and every I dotted, man. This thing's coming down. This is what's going on. Is there anything more important than this right here? To know that you are right with the Lord. I can't think of anything. And, and with hospital visits and with marriages and different things like that, I'm going to tell you, you can strip everything away. It's going to come down to that question. Are you right with the Lord? And so I want you to know today that you can be right with the Lord no matter what your past is, no matter what you've done before, no matter what you said on the way to church. All right? Everybody says, how do you know that? Because <laughs> I'm just like you, you know? God's working in our life. But I want you to hear the saving message of Christ today. And, and I'm kind of, when you think about it, I'm not just talking about death. Okay? Because really, I believe you got to answer that question before you can really live. If I'm worried about, well, I don't know if I'm going to go to heaven. I don't know if I'm, you know, if the Lord would put up with me and all this stuff and all that. Well, if you have any doubt about that, if he loves you, look to the cross. He did that for you. I want y'all to say this with me. He did that for me. One, two, three. He did that for me. So you got to make it personal. And in today's world, they would say, well, don't take it personal. There's some things maybe we shouldn't take personal. So just for the record, I'm saying, take this personal. I want you to know how much God loves you. And so as much as it is, it, it, this message is about leaving here, I want us to live while we're here. I mean, God paid a big price. Have you ever bought something for somebody and gave something to them and, and just really it was a sacrifice and you wanted them to enjoy it and they just put it away? I like old cars and hot rods and stuff like that. And and I, I recently got an old truck and man, I, I really like that thing. A lot of fun. Me and Thomas do stuff together. Just scared to drive it because it's not like his car. His car, you go like this. My truck, you go like this. You know, it's like, I'm good, Lord, you drive. But the whole thing about that is a lot of people will get something and they never utilize it. I've had people tell me, say, man, you know what I like about that truck? You drive it. I didn't get that to sit on the side of my house. I'm going to drive it. What does that have to do with this? When the Lord came into my life, he gave me life. And I'm going to live it, man. You know, so all y'all new folks coming in here, I'm like this all the time. They go, oh. <laughs> I get excited about this stuff, man. It's life. I want to live this life. How about you? I don't want to sit on the sidelines and, and just go, well, woulda, shoulda, coulda. A lot of times we live a life like that. 
man, things that we don't forgive others, maybe things that we don't forgive ourselves on. But God says, hey, he makes all things new. And I want you to hear that today. But there's a few things in here as I talk to people, and I talk to a lot of folks now, and uh, if I ask them about their, their relationship with the Lord, I get all types of questions. So I want to kind of hone right in on this thing, and, and we're going to go see what God has to say. I ask people, so, so uh, if you die today, do you think you go to heaven or hell? People say, oh, I, I'll, I'll go to heaven. I said, why is that? Well, because I do good things. How many people believe that? A lot of people believe that. Do good, get good. Do bad, get bad. That's not what the Bible teaches. It's by grace you've been saved by faith. Not that of yourself, it's a gift of God. It's all about Jesus. You know, it's all about Jesus. Now, I'm not coming down on folks that believe like that because maybe they haven't been taught, taught any other way. I had no idea. I remember years ago dating a girl, and I knew that we were having this conversation. And, and I've shared this with many folks before, and I remember I remember where we were driving, man, we were down Fox Hill Road. And I, asked, I said, so you think you, you go to heaven? She goes, absolutely. I think you're hanging out with me. I don't think that's, that's stuff, you know, see, I'm thinking this is not a good thing at that point. But she knew this. She said, I gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ years ago. And I'm not saying I got everything perfect, but he does. That's been 30 years ago, man. It still rings in my mind. And I wanted that because I was the, yeah, maybe so, maybe not guy. You know, I didn't know just like many other people. They don't know. But I want to tell you what, you can know and you will know when you leave here today. Amen. I want you to all to just hear that. But what I find is usually there's two camps of people when I ask them about that. I guess really three people say, hey, I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that I'm secure to him. That's biblical. That's the truth. But other things we'll find when you look at the uh, your handout is this. A lot of folks will say, you know, um, they kind of make a list. You know, kind of like if I, if I do enough good things and everything's cool, right? Or they come up with this master plan to, to fix everything and this brilliant plan how they're going to give back and do and all this. And they make it about them instead of making it about him. Today, we're going to make it about him. Amen. Everybody ready to jump in? Say amen. I want you to read it with me here. Uh, take a look here. First Corinthians 118. We're going to be in that if you want some added homework to, to dig into this week. Study that first chapter here. And it says, First Corinthians 118, it says, The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. We can run right by that and go, well, okay, what does that mean? Think about that. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. You ever tell somebody, say, slow down? They go, man, I, I do this all the time. Look out for that hole. Oh, no, bro, I know all about it, right? See, it really wasn't much different in Paul's time than it is now. This is what he's preaching now to the church of Corinth. This is what he's saying. He said, hey, look, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are here for destruction. They don't want to hear about it. They want to have fun. They want to do what they want to do and everything else. Okay, yeah, it's all about me. They're like that. There's probably some days I'm still like that. But what I found is the rest of this really sets up the whole stage of what God has for us. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Amen. How many people have God working in life? If you can't raise your hand, look a little closer. I guarantee you. Did you wake up this morning? 
Can you see? Can you, can, can you hear what I'm saying? God is working in your life. There's so many things. See, that's it's good to go visit people that uh, are going through a tough time because you can be an encouragement to them. But I'm going to tell you what, they can help you get your mind right. The things that you take for granted, so good you just jump up and turn the TV on, boop, and then you minister to a man that don't have no clue. Or somebody's having trouble breathing or whatever the case may be. Or somebody's got a, a situation with dependence on, on drugs or different things like that. See, we get in our own little box and we think, well, you know, as long as we stay in between the lines, everything's cool. Well, there's a whole big world out there. And God's called us to make disciples and share the message. Amen. So, like I said many times, the service actually starts when we leave here. The service is serving others, reaching people for Christ. I got. I, I want to ask you a question. How many people, by a show of hands, are here today or start, you know, come here on a regular basis or however you want to say it? Because somebody invited you. Raise your hand. All over. That's awesome. See, that's getting out of the box. That's saying, hey, you know, uh, I think we're going to go here. I think we're going to go here. And we, we, we take that so uh, as such a blessing. But we want to make the most of every opportunity to get together. Amen. But I want to just share a few things that I run through sometimes. And probably you guys have too. Um, I'm talking to people about the Lord. Or maybe we, we are those very people, because at one time, this would probably be how I would answer some of the things. But we want to take a look at God's answer to these things, okay? So go ahead and uh, flip your, flip your uh, Bibles open if you want. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians, uh, first chapter, and we're going to go through a few things. So the first thing a lot of times I hear is this, the list. And they turn around and I said, well, you know, what are you counting on to get to heaven? I can fix it. I can fix it. You know, many times we think, well, well, I'll just twist it and bend it and all this to make me look good. We like to do that, don't we? Well, I'm not as bad as that Buddy Chapman guy. I'm sure they're not as bad as this guy or this gal. See, a lot of times we want to look here and say, well, look, look at me. I'm not that bad. This is not about being bad. It's about being saved. It's about being in the family of God. I want you all to hear that today. And so many times I talk to that, and this is their response. I can fix it. Well, here's the thing. If you could fix it, Jesus could have stayed home. <laughs> okay? He could have took the day off, but he never takes the day off. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The world couldn't do it. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He came. Right? Jesus came to pay our price. To buy us back. Man. You know, a lot of times, how many people have gone to the fair, you know, and different things like that, and they have the, the little water dunking things. They got them locked up in there. Right? And somebody's got to hit the buzzer to... to, to uh, release them and stuff like that. That's usually where I'm at. I'm probably on the one getting dunked, right? Well, going over a few through rows from there, you'll find where somebody, they do this to raise money or different things. They'll have somebody in a little mock jail cell, right? And somebody's got to bail them out, pay their fine. Can you imagine that now, now on a big level? Can you imagine being in jail? You're guilty. Matter of fact, we're all guilty of sin, right? Because the Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And you're in this cell and you're sitting. I want to give you a little imagery. And somebody comes there and says, hey, I paid your fine. The gates open, the doors open, unlocks it. Come and trust me and follow me. And you go, now I'll fix it. I can do it. No, you can't. If you couldn't, you would already been out. Jesus paid our fine. He unlocked the door. The door's open this morning. The door's open, a straight path to the cross. All you got to do is step out and say, you know what? I'm trusting in you today, Lord. We can't fix it, amen? 
What else do I hear sometimes? Look at this. Let me give you God's word on it. First Corinthians uh, one nineteen. As the scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. I like that. You know why? Because I never claimed to be real smart. See, a lot of times, everybody knows me. Go, yeah, we went to school with you. Yeah. <laughs> I love multiple guests. <laughs> but I want to get back to this here. So many times we look at this and, and in talking to people, some folks get so educated that they harden their hearts to the things of the Lord. Aren't you glad that Jesus did say, hey, I come to save everybody that's got an IQ of whatever. I've come to save everybody that got a really good SAT score. I've come to save, you know, everybody that can work this, uh, what is it, Rubik's Cube. I can't even say that thing right. Rubik's Cube. He didn't. He said, all. Oh, all. Oh. Man, I love you when he talks about that. So what happens is, many times we try to find the things of God with our head, but we really need to find it with our heart. You see what I'm saying? When we look at that, and you get that little nudge, God's speaking to you. Let's keep on going. What else do we see? Well, we just clean up. Hey, man, I'd love to have you at church sometime. Anytime you want to come, come. See, one of the things that we start doing from day one, we take this out of the equation. I don't have nothing to wear. I'm going to wear this. I don't care. You know? It's not about your outfit. It's about your heart condition. That's all we care about. You know, I mean, this ain't no fashion club. Nobody walking in here with their little hat going down the runway. No, that's about your, your heart condition. And I think it's great. If you want to wear a tie, great. If you want to wear shorts, great. Just come. But bring your heart to be filled with the word of God. So we're going to clean up. Well, as soon as I stop smoking, I'll go. As soon as I stop drinking, I'll go. Well, it probably would happen a whole lot sooner if you went in your condition that you're in. Amen? Because I said these things. I remember my neighbor... Did everything they could to get me in church years ago. And then they then I know that that my, my neighbor really loved me because I thought, you have lost your mind. She said, why don't you go to church with you? can sit with my sister. I thought, that's not a good thing. You don't want me to hang out with your sister. I'll have her out there rocking and rolling, jumping on pool table, playing all the clubs. All, no, that's not what you want. And I said, like many people said, I can't go in there. That place will fall down on me, right? You ever thought that? Yeah. Everybody say amen. Some people say, yeah, he's talking to me. Yeah. But what I found out is the support in the church is held up on the arms of God and the grace of God and loving you where you're at. See, I say this many times. I didn't have any problem knowing that I was a sinner. How about you guys? Everybody always told me, well, man, look what you're doing. I can't believe that. Look at that. I look at him and say, what are you doing? Right? But man, when I heard the saving message of Jesus Christ, he said, he'll take you just the way you are. I said, me right now? Right here. I don't have to clean up nothing. I don't have to fix up nothing. Called on the name of the Lord. Oh my goodness. When I heard that message, it was freeing, man. It was freeing. I remember in that little, little church we went to, first time I went in there, and they started talking about the gospel message and, and that I needed Jesus. And I go, yeah, I do. But how do I get him? Ask. Lord, come into my life, forgive me. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you're the son of God. And I need you in my life to help me walk this thing out. Did I get any, uh, you know, lightning shooting out my toes? No. But I'll tell you what. I will tell you this. I got a whole load that took it off my, taken off my shoulders. Because I was going to fix it myself. I was going to clean it up myself. How about you guys? I can do it. I can do it. What's the old saying we used to say in the neighborhood? Say, man, be your own man. If you make a problem, you got to fix them. I made more than I could fix. How about you guys? A whole lot more. 
and we're born into this thing. So, what do we do about that? We can't clean it up. Let's take a look at this. Let me give you guys a word. See, I'm going to tell you why I love to give all these scriptures in just a few minutes. I want you to get God's truth. I want you to have what God says about it. Titus 3, 5 says, He saved us because not because of, our, of the righteous things we had done, but because of his what? Mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at that. He saved us not because of the righteous things we had done. How many people just right there, that, just, that sounds good to me. That's great, isn't it? And then what else does it say? But because of his mercy. Let me tell you, we have an amazing, loving, merciful God. Full of grace, full of love and everything else. But he's holy. All right? I don't want to paint one side of God. He's holy. He, he, he wants us to do right. But you know what? We can't do right on our own. But you know what? When we call on the name of the Lord, Holy Spirit comes in our life to direct us, to guide us, to strengthen us, to help us make better decisions. Amen? And I want us to see that today, that so many times uh, we get wrapped around to what I'm going to do to clean up. What else we got? I hear this. We're going to make up. We're going to get everything right with everybody. Sorry, thank you, this, that, and everything. And then we're going to make up. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put some money in the church box, and we're going to do this, and I'm going to park cars, and, and I, I, you hear what I'm saying? I, I sound like an Aussie song, don't I? I, I, half of y'all know what I meant. But this, what I'm going to do, it's about what he already did. Take a look at this. I love this verse. I'll probably preach a little bit on it each week. Ephesians 2 8 says this. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Now, sometimes we just read right through that, but I'm going to give you some real life lessons to see just how crazy this is when we don't receive it like God gives it. If I go and say, hey, man, Mike, Merry Christmas, got you this brand new Les Paul guitar. I thought you'd like it. And you go, man, bud, that's, that's awesome. I said, do you like it? And you go, yeah. I said, that's $850. You'd be like, what? That'd probably be a good deal. They're probably like $2,000 now. Mike said, I'll take it. <laughs> Sorry. See, I go back in time sometimes. So it's $2,000 or whatever it is. And you go, uh, that doesn't sound like a gift. When you're paying for something, it's a wage, right? You know what the Bible says about a wage? Right? He says, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Now, now you would think somebody had lost their mind on your birthday. Woo, happy birthday. That's good. Hey, look at that brand new car we got for you. Man, I love it. It's nice. Ooh, man. Oh, look at this. Look at the windows up and down. Oh, all this is great. I said, oh, by the way, you really like it? Uh, you're going to have to pay about $50,000. That's, that's not a gift, is it? Right? And you said, well, why that? we would never do that. God didn't do it either. He gave so much more that money could never buy. And he offers it as a gift. But now, if somebody gives you a gift, let's flip, the, flip it a little bit. I give you that guitar, and I said, man, I, you know what? I just want you to have this guitar. And he goes, no, well, let me pay you for it. That would be insulting, wouldn't it? I said, no, it's a gift. You know? That's a gift. But we try to do that to God. I know, but, yeah, but, we all say that about every week, yeah, but, I'll do that, but, but, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and do this and do this. And do that and do that and make it about us again. It's not about us. It's all about him. This should be freeing people up today. This should be saying, man, you know what? I needed to hear that again. I need to hear that all the time because a lot of times we can make it about me. 
We can't, can we? We just make it about us. But I'm going to tell you what, it's always about Jesus. So when, when somebody gives you a gift, receive it and say thank you. God gave me the greatest gift ever, ever, eternal life. I said, man, I was, I was putting it in, I said, you know, God's gift pays eternal dividends. What could you share with somebody better than the gospel of Christ? Nothing. Let me tell you, when you go to, to some of the hospitals and you're sitting on the sidelines and everything else and things ain't good and they call all the family in and everything else and it's getting real tough, they're not asking you about what type of music you play at church. They're not asking you what type of seats you have at church. They're not asking you anything about uh, bring me, uh, can I have my checkbook? Can I have my, can I have uh, all my trophies? Can I? They're asking you, what must I do to be saved? Well, I'm going to help you with that. We've been talking about from the beginning. I'm telling you, you don't have to wait till then. And if you do that now, not only do you not have to worry about it then, you can start living now. Well, buddy, you seem pretty upbeat. 99% of the time, I'm pretty upbeat, even when things aren't good. For many of I had three surgeries in 10 months, right? That's not a picnic, two knees and a shoulder, man. But I'm going to tell you what, God is good in the midst of that. You know what they say, Mr. Chapman, do you always heal up this good? I said, man, people are praying. Look at this. I'm ready. What? Six months later, I can do this. And now I can do this. <laughs> Why would you want to? I don't know. But it's good that you can. What I'm saying is this. All those things, even in the midst of that, I would have preferred not to get cut on. But in the midst of that, I met a lot of cool people. I got to share with a lot of people. And I got to see God work through you guys, through your prayers and loving on us and everything else. Man, so many times, I wrote a little something down here today. I said, we can fill our lives with lists and never fill our hearts with God's presence. Now, there's nothing wrong with lists. I need a list to kind of keep things going at the house. I know I'm probably going to have to edit that out because my wife said, you always say you don't like lists. I like my list. I don't like her list and making my list. <laughs> I need a ride home. But do y'all get that? Do you have a list? And your wife has a list? And then your wife has a list for you? Help me, somebody. And you guys go, I ain't saying nothing. You're on your own. That's all right. But you know what? If you work it together, it's so much better. But a lot of times, the list that I'm talking about here is what I can do to make uh, me look better, make me do this. Hey, there's things we could do. We could trust the Lord. Hey, we can grow in Bible uh, knowledge and things like that. We can pray for people. We can serve the Lord. That's not what I'm talking about. That's what we want to do. That's what, when God touches our heart, we desire to do things for the kingdom of God. What I'm saying is, if you're trying to get in the kingdom of God by your list, you can't write a list long enough. Amen? So trust in what God has already done for you. Everybody doing good? Everybody just threw the old list out, right? Good, good. Well, it's good to have a plan, right? Next thing, people have a plan. But a lot of times, our plan puts the focus on us, doesn't it? Me, me, me. This is what I'm going to do. We like to be in the limelight, don't we, boy? We love to take credit for stuff. Saw a perfect example of this. Went to the ball game the other night uh, because everything's going good. And the other team throws the ball. Shoot. One of our guys intercepts it. The crowd goes, wow, that's my boy. That's our team. Woo, look at us go. And then he got hit and dropped the ball. And everybody, I ain't never seen that guy. Well, I'm like, what's he doing? 
<laughs> I just thought that's a, ain't that something, boy? That was his five seconds of, of fame. But here's the truth. We dropped the ball. Anybody drop the ball? I drop the ball sometimes, you know, in life and different things. But it was something else. I mean, people all, I mean, I got popcorn on the back of my neck. Everybody's screaming, looking, woo, woo, woo. And then, then you know what they did? They attacked the referee. He was down. Oh, that was down. Right? The other guy said, no, I'm in the end zone. He got the ball and went on in there. Those things happen in life. And, I, and I'm just seeing this thing because to me, when I'm working on a sermon, God's showing me stuff all week. I'm going, that's us right there. That's where we are. Look at the political stuff. Push me, shove you. Push me, shove you. Push me, shove you. Stuff like that. And what do you do? You think about this. You get your report card and your folks said, how come you got a D? Right? You said, well, everybody else got a F. Right? We always go, we didn't say that. Well, the 15 people got an A, right? We go, well, everybody else got an F. Right? And my dad had this way of thinking. I don't care what everybody else got. I'm talking to you. Right? He didn't care about that. See, you guys got good grades. I ain't gonna say no more. You got a couple good grades, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jeff? I think it was two. <laughs> <laughs> but we can hit the baseball farther than anybody going, man. Woo, man. That's that's it. It is we had some good time, I'm thinking. You know, yeah. Ah, oh, let it move on from that. But you know, but we put the focus on us, but but when we get caught in the blame, then we want to blame everybody. It started with Adam and Eve, didn't it? He said, hey, what's going on here? He said, it's that woman you gave me. He's the one that did it, right? I, 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 we want to point. We want to point. Where's Ann? All the time. Just for y'all, anytime I wound myself, my sister-in-law gets a kick out of it. So I just say, that's good. And I talk with my hands, so I can't. I, I don't love the place, man. Because, again, I get excited about what's going on. But we, we don't need to have all the focus on us, amen? And, and i tell you why. Because it's God's word on here. So pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, 18. Think about this. When we get real arrogant about stuff, we're thinking about us, aren't we? Now, now don't raise your hand, but I understand. You ever been around somebody real arrogant? And, and then you get, and you're sitting there thinking, they must be seeing something I don't, right? <laughs> really? I mean, it's something else. Because everything they got is great. It's like, woo, look at this. This is amazing. Look at this. I had a little old lady weddle that with her toenails. Look at that. Oh, yours? Oh, you must have got that in big lots. What they got is amazing, right? Well, you know why? Who cares? What do you got in your heart? What do you, what do you, what do you, what are you living for? If you're just living to make another dollar, if you're just living to, 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 to get stuff, man, you're missing out. Because I know a lot of people that don't have a lot of stuff that got a lot of blessing in their life. Now, I'd be lying to tell you that I don't like that, but blessings, yeah, that's great. And I like stuff. But I'm going to tell you what, I love Jesus, amen? So a lot of times, people hear the message or a, a twisted version of the gospel. And then when things don't turn out like the twisted version, they get all upset. We'll give you life to the Lord. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's great, man. That's it. They say, okay, I'll say this little prayer, and I'll go down to 7-Eleven and get the pick six. What's up with that? You got so much more than the pick six if you call on the name of Jesus from your heart. 
you got eternal life that pays eternal dividends. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And God wants to start growing you and showing you all that he loves you. All the areas he loves you in your life. And he wants to take those things, those stains, and, and, and wipe them clean, amen? And put us back in the game. But you know what? We don't need to be arrogant. We need to be humble. Humble doesn't mean being pushed around. It doesn't mean to be, well, you know, whatever. Humble, to me, is giving God the proper place in our life. You know? Because, oh, man, that's, man, you really did this or you really did that. People that really know the Lord and, and they're sincere, they say, well, I appreciate that. I'm going to tell you, God, God, God worked in that situation. Be quick to give God the glory. Amen? Because it's all about him. If you think about it, it's all about him. Let's keep on rolling. But we know God's plan puts the focus on him. Not just on salvation, but every plan that God has, he sustains it. If God calls you to something, he's going to give you everything you need to succeed. Amen? Think about that. He didn't just call, God doesn't call you out to fail. He didn't go, well, I was just kidding. God didn't go like this, put, put this big eternal foot out there and go, you'll be all right. No, he doesn't. He says, you know what? I know the plans that I have for you to prosper you, right? But we continue to focus on ourselves. Look at this. I'm giving you God's word to back all this stuff up. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Over and over we look at this. I said, notice this. It says his righteousness. All good things come from God. I wrote this down last night. I said, as our desires align with his desires, you will see heaven open and the blessings pour out. We need to stay in tune with God. How many people do this? You can raise your hand if you want. You just jump in and do what you want and then ask God to fix it. I'm going to pray for each and every one of y'all that can raise your hand up. You can raise it way up. She's going like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do sometimes. But see, not everybody has a mother-in-law like I do. Because as soon as I tell her, I said, man, I'm going to go do this. She said, well, did you pray about it? We can you know, I can hear her say that. And guess what? Her daughter says that. And that's a good thing. I said, well, I think we need to do this. You know, we need, because I, I figured this out and I'm looking at this and I did this and, and I did, well, you're starting to see a problem already, right? And they'll say, well, did you pray about it? Did you pray about it? Thank God that people pray about it. Does that mean when we pray that everything is going to be just like we say, just like we think? Sometimes God will say no. Sometimes God will say, wait. Sometimes God will say, hold on, here we go. Amen? But that's all right. We need to run it by the Father. Amen? I can think of a zillion things that would have been a whole lot better off in my life if I just run it by our Heavenly Father. How about you? And I can think of probably about two zillion things that I did not run through there. And I go, help me. Help me. I got to tell you a story. Jesse just going to have to run me through it. I ain't using no names other than his. Jesse's laid back, and he wants people to know Jesus. And he kind of slips it in here and there and talks to them. And he was eating with some of his buddies one night, and he was talking about the Lord. And some of them said, well, I'm just atheist. I don't believe this and everything else. Jesse was yeah. And he told me, he said, Dad, I just don't want him to go to hell. I want him to know Jesus. It's all right. So they got ready to go. And a couple more people came, and a couple more other people came, and all this. And, and you're only supposed to have so many people in the car. 
<laughs> but evidently, some of the some of the counting techniques in, in Bacosa High School, you just round. You just round it off. So they get the guys in the car. <laughs> I thought this was great when he told me. Right. Yes, yeah. all right now. Here we go. Here he comes. He's over here. And they get up by the church, and guess what happens? Woo! <laughs> Jesse said the guy said he was the atheist. He was praying harder than anybody. He was driving. Oh, my God. Lord, I want to get a ticket. <laughs> Jesse's like, what are, you, what are you asking him for? <laughs> he just denied him back there when he was eating. You know? Eating bread. So he's like, I don't know about that stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, boy, I tell you what, the Jesus car came out of that wallet. Oh, Lord, save us. Man, Justin said, man, he thought he was in a full-blown sermon, man. Sir, sir, uh, a sermon of a Pentecostal preacher. Like, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. He said, oh, he got it. And they showed him a little grace. And I thought, you know, we kind of laugh at that now. But you know what? If that boy chooses to see God in that, it could change his life. Even when we reject God and then call back on his name, he's so good. He said, you know what? I said, I'll help you. Even when we're dead wrong, we did it. He said, I still forgive you. I still take you back. And sometimes God is working right in the middle of stuff. Now, what's the chances of you getting pulled in the church parking lot? Right? What's the chances of all that going on and this is a great, great time because now Jesse's thinking, get him, Jesus. Yeah. But I want to tell you today, you don't have to go through a hard spot to come to know Jesus. Sometimes that'll be a motivational thing for you, though. Amen. It really will. But I'm going to tell you what, God's so good. He'll save you right now, right where you are. But I just wanted to share that a little bit because many times this would happen. Our plan fails, doesn't it? No, not all of them. I'm saying there's things that, you know, God gives us wisdom and stuff, but I'm talking about in salvation. Our plan fails. If we think it's dependent upon us, eh, need that little button, eh, you're out. So what's the answer? You ready? Jesus. That's the answer. He's the answer. You say, well, what, what about, what, what's the question? It doesn't matter. He's the answer. That's what I want, I want you to hear today. We can't come up short following what God has for us. Does that mean everything in your life is going to be perfect when you call on the name of Jesus? No. But it does mean that you'll never go through the things by yourself. you got a big church family. you got a loving family, right? you got the Holy Spirit in your life. He's not just passing through. He said in the first, first chapter of Ephesians that you are sealed with the Spirit as a guarantee. Amen. I like guarantees. You know, guarantees are only good as the people that will guarantee it, right? Anybody have a warranty on their truck or something like that, their car? <laughs> Just have to think of it. I'm looking around and going, yeah, I guess. I. And, and, and what happens is we get nervous because we don't know if they're really going to do what they say they're going to do. Right? Amen. That's all right. I'll talk to them. <laughs> you <pass mode. laughs> I, I, I want to talk. <laughs> Hey, we still got 30 minutes. Come on down, man. <laughs> He's done the same thing all my life. I've known this man for 35 years. And I get in trouble, he slid over to the side. There you go. Right. <laughs> I don't know, Miss Chapman. I told him I have to do it. You're the one that said do it. <laughs> and just another teaching moment. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. 
I have no idea where I'm at. Oh my blessings. Thank you, son. That, you, man, that's it. No, baby, I remember that. All right, I take it back. <laughs> Maybe he was listening the whole time. But it is, it's only as good as the people standing behind it, man. And usually with, with business sometimes, it's funny, I, I've had a few warranties on my vehicle, and usually what happens, man, if I don't have the warranty, they go, well, sir, if you had a warranty, we could have helped you out. We could have done that and even done the witness. But if I got the warranty, it's the fine print. Oh, we didn't. Oh, it's, it's the left side of the car. No, we don't work on the left side of the car. That's what the right side of the car. Something crazy like that. You know what I mean? What is going on? Is that happening to anybody? Yeah, maybe it's a toaster. I don't know. Whatever it is, you know, your TV. We got a new TV. I'm so excited. Denise did good, boy. She got me on this one. I said, I, I'd like to get a widescreen TV. She said, I don't need one. Okay. I still want one. Time goes by. Thomas got a widescreen TV right now. Yeah. She said, well, you can go watch it at Thomas's house. <laughs> so she's she, she ready, right? I said, okay. Then Alexa said, you need to buy a buddy a TV. <laughs> so anyway, Christmas comes around, right? And I go out there and I get up. My hair is all chicken hair in the morning. And I'm filming everything, making sure I don't take my picture. And Jesse getting stuff and all this. We're just celebrating all this. And I'm out there. And Denise said, hey, I got one more thing to bring in. It's in the garage. Can you go get it? I ain't got my shoes on. I ain't got my shoes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just being honest. I ain't got, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just out there. Get out there. Stepping on a slug and everything else. <laughs> Coming around there. I, I, I always got to get the stuff. I don't give the stuff. I get stuff. I don't know. So she rolls up the garage door. Here's my TV. I said, you know, she, she ain't that bad after all. <laughs> and I get out there, and she was so proud of herself because she ordered it and sent it to her mama's house and everything and all these things like that. And we got it in there, and I don't know how to hook it up. So my son hooks it up, and then they did it. I love this thing. See, I don't hear real well after playing rock music for 30 years and been working at wind tunnels. And so when I asked, can we turn it up? They take the most control from me. They turn it up and say, that, that's good. Let me tell you, 20 doesn't work for me. I need like 32 on there. So now they got it fixed up where it works for my, my phone. Yeah. Do what you want. Go ahead. I can turn that baby right on up. Did you turn around? Should do something. Did you turn that up? I said, I just hooked my phone in. I don't know what that said. That said, I ain't telling you, right? So we got the TV. And she said, do you think we need to get the warranty? I said, did they say we need to get the warranty? Are they telling us this is faulty stuff? You know, why do you say, I'll, I'll, you'll buy a car. And they say, would you like the warranty, sir? I said, well, you telling me it's not good enough to get home? You telling me something about this? Because I don't know if I want to buy this car. No, we ain't saying that. You know? So we get the warranty. I'm going. We're doing something. I go by. We had the TV in it. I've lost all my hearing, right? Because I can't hear it. I can't hear it. So I go ahead, and Denise is smart. She got it on the easy pay, right? You got it on the easy pay. No interest. That's good. That's my girl right there. We got it, right? So anyway, I said, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and pay it off. Early. We just paid it off. Paid it off. Don't want to be in debt. Pay it off, right? And so when you pay it off, I don't think the warranty carries over or something like that. And that's about the time everybody's doing this. Moving them out. Then he said, ain't no problem. I don't know how to fix it. She said, just turn it off and wait 20 seconds. It'll come back on on its own. I said, is that part of the warranty? So that's what we've been doing. I got a, I got a call from them. But it's only, when I went and looked it up on the, on the website, they had moved. 
And they went and sent me to this one and this one, this one, and there's a day in the lake and stuff. I said, buddy, what are you talking about? It's a nice TV. It's a reputable company, supposedly. Supposedly. But when I need it down, I've got to go searching. It's the shell game. Oh, you mean this? Okay, yeah. Why don't you get this? One of those things. You'll never, ever have to do that with God. I know it's a little long-winded on that story, but that's all right. Because you know what? On all those things that you got, and you've got the warranty and this and that, it's only as good as who stands behind it. There's nothing better than the promise of God because God himself stands behind it. Amen? We can know that we got it under control because God plans prevail. It succeeds. He keeps a good track record, doesn't he? And all these things, I want us to understand that God is faithful. God is faithful. When we're faithless, God is still faithful. Amen? I want you to hear this. There's many people here today that never gave their life to the Lord and go, man, buddy, you just don't know what's going on in my life. You're right, I don't. You say, why do you share so many stories about your past and everything? Because I'm telling you, I'm just like you. Average Joe Blow. That's it. But God was willing to come outside the church and save me. I was excited. I'm still excited. For you that have given your life to the Lord a long time ago, did you lose that excitement? Oh, today, you're hearing me saying that you, you know who has the, the, the warranty. Alright? You know who's standing behind the promises. The promises of God are backed by God himself. Amen? That ought to be something to get your chin up a little bit higher. Got a few things I want to share with you. We're going to jump into the truth. Everybody doing good? Say amen. On the stretch, y'all doing good. So the truth. Let's go back to our, our original launching point. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are hidden for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. I love this. Real look real close at the second part of this. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Amen. We need the right message. There's a lot of different messages going around in the world. All different types of things. You can worship a rock. You can do enough to get to heaven. All these different crazy things. Where do you, you know, I'm talking to people that believe different things outside of the Bible. And I said, why do you believe that? Because I do. Because you do, don't make it so. All right? They said, well, why do you believe what you believe? Because I've got the word of God to stand on. And it's been tried and true and tested. And I trust in what God said. How about you? That's the foundation is the Bible. You say, well, buddy, why are you, why are you talking so much about that? Well, yeah, I talked to a lot of people. A lady asked me this yesterday when I was at the hospital, praying for people and, and, and ministering to a family. And she asked about church and everything. And this is, this is nothing against her. I'm, I'm going to tie it all in. I just want to say that up front. She said, well, we heard a lot of good things about what you guys are doing over there, but let me ask you a question. I go, yeah. She said, well, do you preach from the Bible? Now, the first time somebody asked me that, I thought, what? But I realized they asked that because other people are not preaching from the Bible. All right? I'm not jumping on anybody's back. I'm telling you, we're saying on the truth. What do you believe there? They believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God. And she says, well, do you preach from the Bible? And I get my answer that I always do. There's no other message worth preaching, man. It's the only one that brings salvation. It's the only one that saves. It's the only one that has power. I know she was like, woo. And I wasn't, I was just, I was taking what she said. She said, that's good, honey. I said, yeah, it is good. 
But I'm going to tell you what. Whatever I say, whatever anybody else says, line it up with the word of God, friends. And make sure that that's what it's at. That's why I love putting all these, these uh, scriptures in there. Well, why does Buddy say that? Because that's what the word says. We're going to build that on the precepts of what God has said. Because I want you to get the best. I just want the best. And the best thing I know for you is God's, God's word. When I, I talk to people and they want to get married and I counsel them a little bit, I always go back to this. And this is my first question is this. So where is God in your life? I ask husband to be and wife to be. Sometimes you say, oh yeah, we're plugged in on this and everything else. And then I start asking a few questions. Just overall. And you'll see if that foundation real quick is established in the Lord. Okay. Um, did y'all talk about this? I said, I don't need to know, but do you guys got any past debts that might be a problem? And then one of them say, well, no, no, I'm good. And the other one go, well, uh, there is this issue about such and such. You might want to talk to each other about that, amen? Yeah? Um, if y'all going to have kids, are you going to, how are you going to uh, uh, handle the kids? Who's going to do the discipline? And they go like this. So where is your foundation on all this? You know? How are we going to do this? So, so just with a couple of questions, I'm basically... If Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, how are you going to run your family? That's all I was asking. And I find out with the answer, evidently, he's not the Lord of your life. You know? So then the good news is I get to tell him how good God is. And I get to share that with him. Let's keep on going. So we need the right message. We need his saving power. I've got a couple things I want to share here. Look at this. I, I mentioned this a couple times, and, and, and you know, for you guys that have been here the last few weeks, I apologize it's here to begin, but I believe it's for somebody here today. I talked to a guy that was going through a terrible time a few weeks ago. And I asked him, he was talking about a family and he was talking about this and all these things going on in his life. I said, man, I'm really sorry to hear that, but so where are you at with the Lord? And the man says, I, I, I was raised in a God-fearing home. Okay, what does that mean? If I fear God, now there's a reverence, listen to me now, there's a reverence and a respect for God. But the way he was telling me, he's only like, I fear God. It's going to be hard to get to know God if you're scared of him. Yes, respect him. Honor him, yes. Understand that. But it's a little bit different. Because I'm listening to the tone. And, and I said, and he told me about his, his mother's relationship with the Lord and other people's relationship with the Lord. But I said, hey, man. One thing, I'm pretty direct. I said, dude, we're talking about you. Where are you at? And I said, if you die tonight, man, let me just ask you, if you die tonight, I'll just throw this out here, if you die today, are you sure you'd go to heaven or hell? He goes, man, I'd probably go to hell. Does that concern you? Yeah, I, I, that would concern me. It concerned me too. And I shared the gospel message with him about the love of God, that how God would take him right there and, and, and the right where he was if he would just put his faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yeah. Do you believe that he came to take the sins away of the world? Yeah. Well, what's stopping you from asking him to come into your life? And he said this, but will it work? And I said, if it don't, we all are sunk. Let me give you some scripture on that. I didn't put it on the board. I got it here. John 6, 67. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you also going to leave? See, when Jesus brought him to a point of decision, some people go, nah, man, that's a little tough. I don't know if I can deal with that. Right? Check it out. 67. Then he goes on there and said, are you also going to leave? 
And then verse 68, Simon Peter answered him, just close. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where are you going to go? If you don't have Jesus. There's nobody else. There's nothing else. You can't do enough. You can't be smart enough. can't be pretty enough. You can't twist it enough. You need Jesus. That's the whole message, right? So today, this ought to make it pretty easy. A slam dunk. It ought to be easy. John 14 says, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I said, where's the rest? I said, the truth is, he's got it all crossed and died. It is finished. That's what I want you to hear today. You know, you're here today and we laugh a little bit and we have a good time and pull in some different stories and stuff like that. I share all those stories for this one reason, to show you in, a, in, in our, our lives that are not perfect, and none of them are, we can go to the one that is perfect and filled with perfection. And the one that loves us right where we are. And he says, you know what? I'll still take you right there. Man. Have you ever just been in, in a situation? I remember one time, this is coming to me. I remember one time I went to stay with my uncle and stuff and my cousin. I was always the youngest. So I was very uh, influenced. Right? Many of y'all know I still, at 51 years old, I can't swim. But that never stopped me from getting in the water. I didn't say I was smart about it. And my cousin took me out in the in this this wooded area where they lived. They had a lake. And, and, he, and he was showing me how all this worked. And he goes, man, look, bud, you can get on this. And well, you're the youngest. We can push you way out there. This is great. And my sister's older. And she goes, yeah, he ought to go far. Thanks, sis. So I go out there. I'm swinging around. And I get a little water on me. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Just a little bit. Do it again. A little bit further. Yeah. Now, when I come back, I got a little mud on me, and I can't hold the rope as good. Well, about round three, baby bud was like, Shh. mud, stank, skank, fiddler crab, everything else. And they go, oh, you're going to get it. Thanks. How's your family doing? <laughs> Y'all love me, right? Well, see, what happens is, Sometimes when things get rough, people do this. <laughs> I didn't know I was going there. But God will never do that. You know. Sometimes people just back up and say, hey, look, man, I, you need to take a look at yourself. How's that, how's that deal with all that? The truth of the matter was, as we got a little bit closer, a little bit further, and a little bit edge, a little bit more on the edge, and then I fell right on in. That's how sin works. It doesn't have to come in a 55-gallon drug. We go, well, a little won't hurt. I just do it. Everybody else is doing it. Next thing you know, and then the devil turns around and says, what do you think you're doing? Gosh, what were you thinking? Guess what? That works for Christians too. Right? What were you thinking? But God says, you know what? I'll pull you out. I'll set you back on a rock. I'll dry you off. Just like many times we talk about the prodigal son, he ran off and took the, the money from, from the father, and I won't go into all that and, and Luke. And he, and he went out, and he spent all the money and all the wild living and all this stuff. And then the Bible says he came to himself, and he goes, man, he's in a pig pen. This guy had it made, man. Had it made. He lost everything. He got in the world that used him up. The things of the world will use you up. The things of God will fill you up. And he's out there, and he's knee-deep in this stuff. And he goes, man, if I could just go back, I would just tell my dad, just look, I've sinned against the, the Heavenly Father and you, just take me back as a hired hand. And the Bible talks about when he goes back, 
and follow was looking for. This is a picture of God looking for us to come back home. And he's looking and he's watching and he sees him. And the Bible says that when he was yet a long way off, the father ran to him. I love that story. Anybody ever blow up before? Anybody getting a little dirty, a little muddy and all those things? Yeah. And the Bible says that it's just, uh, it was a long way off and he took off running. We didn't know that, I didn't know this until later when we were studying deeper and deeper in the Bible study. When, when you were in those little communities back in biblical times and you walked away from the family, you walked away from the town, you walked away from everything, man. And what we found out in studying the culture more, if the father did not go and get him and redeem him, they would have killed him. I didn't know that. That was that thing. So not only did he go out there because he missed him, he had, it saved him and redeemed him. So that's it. And he was pouring out his heart. He had this big story. Dad, you know, I'm just going to bring it down to, to right here. Dad, I really blew it. I'm so sorry. Before he could even get that out, puts a rose around him, puts a ring on his finger, put new sandals on him, cleans him up, brings him back and says, You were dead, but now you're alive. You may be sitting here today and feel like, Man, I'm dead. I'm washed up. I know I'm walking. I know I'm breathing. But I just feel dead inside. And I pray today, do something that was said and you see the truth. Because this is the deal. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are heading to destruction. You don't have to stay in destruction anymore. You can step into life and that abundance. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. And I pray that you know what? I'm so thankful that you crossed the T's and dotted the I's. You did it all on the cross. You said, it is finished. And just like we said, we just heard on the, on the last part of that story there of the prodigal son, while we were yet a long way off. You might say, well, you don't know how long way I am away. God does, and he said, I still love you. And I'll come and get you right here, right now. So I want y'all to listen real clearly. If you're here today, and you don't know for sure that you go to heaven, I want you to look at me while I'm talking right now, because this is for you, amen? You can know. You can know. The Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. That means we're all in the same boat. If you're here today and you said, yeah, but buddy, you don't know what I've done. doesn't matter. He doesn't say, I'm only going to forgive you. It's like, all sin. This is good news for you guys today. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. This is the day you cast your death in life. And the Bible says, when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we say, Lord, I believe you're the Son of God. That takes away the sin of the world. We confess with them out and believe in our heart. Lord, I, I'm trusting you. This is like our last night, the truth. This is the truth. Lord, save me today. I'm putting my faith in you for the finished work of the cross. He says that he will come into your life. And he will put his spirit in you. And you will be sealed. You will never, ever have to worry about that question again. Why would we walk away from that? I want you to go back to this imagery that I talked about earlier. Can you imagine when we're in sin, we're shackled to sin, amen? Picture yourself in that cell. And somebody comes and opens that door and says, follow me. And all you got to do is say, yes, Lord. I believe it. I trust in you. Work with me, amen? He says, no, we're good. If that's your prayer today, I want you to pray right where you're at with me. Just repeat after me. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today I'm putting my faith and trust in you for the forgiveness of my sin. I believe you're the Son of God, Lord. Help me, Lord. Save me in Jesus' name. 
if that's something that you have done today, don't leave here without coming to Christ. Pastor Buddy, I prayed that prayer with you today. And today, I'm trusting in Jesus Christ. We want to rejoice with you. We want you to know that you have eternal life. But you can have life now. Because that's not even on the that's not even on the, the, the docket, man. Now it's been handled, it's been taken care of. It, it, the T's are crossed, the I's are dot, it is finished. Now I want to talk to the folks that have, have called the, the, on the name of the Lord before and going through a tough time and struggling. I think that could be all of us. Lord, strengthen my brothers and sisters, strengthen me. I say it each week, Lord, I'm preaching to myself first. Help me to make better decisions. Help me to live for you, Lord. Help me to rejoice in the joy that you've given us because we know Jesus Christ. Lord, fill this place with your presence, Lord. Heal bodies. Restore relationships. Bring forth the forgiveness. Renew minds, Lord, as we speak today. And Father, we praise you and we thank you because you are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody say what? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, man. I tell you, God's doing a work in here today. Well, before we sing you out, we're going to play a song for you, and we're going to praise him some more. Amen?